0: Hey, it's Todd coming from the Verona Sports Lab- Laps- Bru- Verona Sports and Spiritual Library here in Verona, in my apartment, and I want to thank Anchor and Spotify for having such a wonderful, wonderful site, and thank you so much, thank you for helping me get this uh, podcasting on, on the way, thanks, and God bless. Hey, I'm Todd. Coming from you, from the uh, Sports and Spiritual Library, and uh, my apartment in Verona, Wisconsin, and I—we are the power of love, and that's what's going on today. And you know, I can't tell you how much uh, how much love is important to me because, you know, I I, te- I think about it this way. You know, there's the. Uh, there's the respect love, there's the sexual love, there's the, you know, all this stuff together. But when it gets down to it, is that, you know, we're playing ball, we're working with people. We're going to be, if we love the people, we're going to be working harder. And we're going to give all that much more effort to get to where we need to get to as a uh, cohesive unit. And that's the way I feel about the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, too the love and the, love, the fellowship language of the heart and uh you know the first word and the first step is we so i told me that there's no longer me there's just the we and that's what i like about that anyways so chapter one bill's story it starts out it says that uh this is all the big book of Alcoholics anonymous from the text and this is on page page one wow so anyways the big book is, wrote, is written in four editions, and this is edition four. And they started off writing this thing in like 19, I believe it was 1939. And um, you know, they—that's uh, what—that's how it came to be about. You know, we have the 12 and 12 too, and that's from 19—I uh, believe it's 1949 or 1950 that was wrote. But it's all by—it's uh, all penned by Bill. And, uh, anyway, so here we go, Bill's story, chapter one. War fever ran high in the New England town to which we knew young officers from Plattsburgh were assigned. And we were flattered when the first citizen took us to their homes, making us feel heroic. Hearing uh, applause, war, moments sublimity with Intervals, hilarious. I was part of life at last, and in the midst of the excitement, I discovered liquor. I forgot the strong warnings and prejudice of of my people concerning drink. In time, we sailed for over there. I I was very lonely and again turned to alcohol. We landed in England. I visited Winchester Cathedral. Much moved, I wandered outside. My attention was caught by a doggerel an old tombstone. Here lies the Hampshire gren- grenadier who caught his death, drinking cold small beer. A good soldier is near forgot. Whether he's death, dieth by a musket, or by pot, ominous warning, which I failed to heed. 22 and a veteran of foreign wars, I went home at last. I fancied myself a leader, for for had not the men of my battery had given me a special token of appreciation? My talent for leadership, I imagine, would place me at the head of vast enterprises, which I would manage with my utmost assurance. I'm gonna give some comments at the... Uh... Okay, I'm gonna give some comments when I read, too, so... Then, you know, it's, it reminds me of... We had nowhere else to go, you know? And so that's why we drank. We we're lonely. We we're tired. We we're hungry. And um, you know, instead of taking care of hungry, angry, lonely, tired, you know, we'd sit down. You know, we sit down and actually like get are getting food. But reality is too, is that we was filling our, we're filling our alcoholic uh, nature too with uh, with the alcohol. You know, alcoholism is, ism. it's not, it's not the alcohol, it's the alcoholism that gets me. It's just a freaking disease. And, um, you know, and that's what I went through a lot, I think we all went through a lot of the feelings that got us, got us drinking at first. We all needed a friend. And alcohol is it. I took a night law course and obtained employment as investigator for a surety company. The drive for success was on. I proved to the world I was for the world I was important. My work took me above about Wall Street and little by little I became interested in the market. Many people lost money but some Became very rich. Why not I? I studied economics and business, as well as law. Potential alcoholic that I was, I nearly failed my law course. At one of my finals, I was too drunk to think or write. Been there before. But my drinking, but my drinking was not continuous. It disturbed my wife. We had long talks when I would still hear forebodings by telling her that men of the genius conceives their best projects went drunk. <laughs> that the most majestic constructions of philosophy thought were so derived. By the time I had completed the course, I knew the law was not for me. The inviting Maelstrom, the inviting Maelstrom of Wall Street had me in its grips. Business and financial leaders were very he- were my heroes. Out of this alloy of drink and speculation, I commenced to forge the weapon that one day would turn in its flight like a boomerang and all would come to ribbons. Living modestly with my wife and I saved $1,000. It went into certain securities then cheap and rather unpopular. I rightly imagined that they would someday have a great rise. I failed to persuade my broker friends to send me out looking for factories and managements. But my wife and I decided to go anyway. I had developed a theory that most people lost money in stocks through ignorance of the markets. I discovered many more reasons later on. We gave up our poll- we gave up our positions and off we roared on a motorcycle. The sidecar stuffed with tent, blankets, change of clothes, and three huge volumes of financial reference reference service. Our friends thought a lunacy commission should be appointed. Perhaps they were right. I had some success at speculation, so we had a little, we had a little money. But when he once worked on a farm, for a month to avoid drawing on our small capital. That was the last honest manual labor on my part for many a day. We covered the whole eastern United States in a year. At the end of it, my reports to Wall Street procured me a position there in the use of a large expense account. The exercise of an option brought in more money, leaving us with a profit of several thousand dollars for that year. For the next few years, fortune threw money and applause my way. I had arrived. My judgment and ideas were followed by many to the tune of paper millions. The great boom of the late 20s was seething and swelling. Drink was taking an important and exhilarating part in my life. There was loud talk in the jazz. Places uptown, everyone spent in thousands and sh- everyone spent in thousands and chattered in millions. Scoppers could scoff and be damned. I made a host of the fat, fair-weathered friends. My drinking assumed more serious proportions, continuing all day and almost every night. Three more. Sp- The, remonstrous, the remonstrances <laughs> of my friends terminated in a new terminated role, and I became a lone wolf. There was many unhappy securities. There's many unhappy scenes in our sumptuous apartment. There had been no real infidelity for my loyalty to my wife. Help, at times, by extreme drunkenness, kept me out of those scrapes. 1929, I contracted Gulf Fever. We went at once to the country and my wife to applaud while I started out to overtake Walter Hagen. Liquor caught up with me faster than I came up behind Walter. I believe Walter Hagen is like the gulp, uh, is like to gulp as Babe Ruthless of baseball. Liquor caught up with me much faster than I came up behind Walter. I began to be jittery in the morning. Golf permitted drinking. And every day and every night, it was fun to carry him around exclusive course which I which I inspired such awe in me as a lad. I acquired impeccable coat of tan ones sees seized upon the well to do. The local banker watched me whirl fat chicks in and out from whirl fat checks in and out of his till with amused skepticism. I can to get myself uh, let me take a drink here quick. So You can see the uh, you can see in Bill's story the times where he's he's going well and he's not going well and it's like it's like every other day almost. There is no uh, there's no absolutely no zero with the uh, being consistent. Being a consistent uh, husband. And this is good. This is a good story to listen to. So the local banker watched me whirl fat checks in and out of the till with immune skepticism. Okay, so I just want to read that quick over again. Abruptly, In October 1929, hell broke loose on New York Stock Exchange. After one of those days of infernal, I wobbled from a hotel bar to a brokerage office. It was 8 o'clock, five hours after the market closed. The tickers still clattered. I was staring at an inch of a tape which bore the inscriptions XYZ32. It had been fifty-two that morning. I was finished. I saw many friends. The papers reported men jumping to the death from the towers of the high, fin- of high finance. That disgusted me. I would not jump. Went back to the bar. My friends had dropped several million since ten o'clock. So what? Tomorrow is another day. As I drank, the old fierce determination. When came back. Next morning, I telephoned a friend in Montreal. He had plenty of money left and thought I had better go to Canada. By the following spring, we were living in our accustomed, accustomed style. I felt like Napoleon returning from Elsinore, Saint Helena for me. By drinking, but drinking caught up with me again, and my generous friend had to let me go. This time we stayed broke. We went to live with my wife's parents. I found a job, then lost it as a result of a brawl with a taxi cab driver. Merciful, mercifully, no one could guess that I was to have no real employment for five years or hardly draw a sober breath. My wife began to work in, de- in department store coming home Exhausted to find me drunk I became an unwelcome hang on at a brokerage of all places. Liquor caused liquor ceased to be my to be a luxury. It became a necessity bathtub gem, two bottles bathtub gin. Two bottles a day and often three. Got to be a routine. Sometimes small deal would not. Small, sometimes a small deal would net a few hundred dollars, and I would pay my bills at the bars and delicatessens. This went on endlessly, and I began to awaken. To, I began to awaken very early in the morning, shaking violently. A tumbler full of gin followed by half a dozen bottles of beer would be my would be required if I were to eat my Breakfast. Nevertheless, I still thought I could control the situation, and there were periods of sobriety, which renewed my wife's hope. Gradually, things got worse. The house was taken over by the mortgage holder. My mother in law died. My wife and father in law became ill. Then I got a promising business opportunity. Stocks were at the low point of 1932, and I had somehow informed a group to buy, but I was shared generously in the profits. Then I went on a prodigious bender, and that chance vanished. I woke up. This had to be stopped. I saw I could not take so much as one drink. I was through forever. Before then, I had written lots of sweet promises, But my my wife happily observed that this time I meant business, and so did I. Shortly afterward, I came home drunk.
1: There had been no fight. There had been
0: no fight. Where had been my high resolve? I simply didn't know. It hadn't even come to mind. Someone had pushed a drink by my way and had taken it. Was that crazy? I began to wonder for such an appalling lack of perspective seemed near being just that. Renewing my resolve, I tried again. Sometime, sometime past, the confidence began to be replaced by cautiousness. I could laugh at the gin mills, but now I had what it takes. One day I walked into a cafe to a telephone. In no time I was beating on a bar asking myself how it happened. As the whiskey rose to my head, I told myself I would manage better next time. But I might as well get good and drunk and get good and drunk then. I did. Remorse, horror. Hopelessness of the next morning are unforgettable. The courage to do battle was that was not there. My brain raced uncontrollably, and there was a terrible sense of impending calamity. I hardly dared cross the street but I but collapsed, collapsed and he ran we ran down by an early morning truck. For was scarcely daylight and all night place. An old night place supplied me with a dozen of glasses of ale. But my writhing nerves were still at last. A morning paper told me the market had gone to hell again. Well, so had I. The market, would, should, the market would recover what I want. That was a hard thought. Should I kill myself? No, not now. Then a mental fog settled down. Gin would fix that. So she two bottles and oblivion. The mind and body are, are marvelous mechanisms for mine endured the agony two more years. Sometimes I stole from my wife's slender purse when the morning terror, and madness were on me. Again, I swayed dizzily before an open window or the medicine cabinet when there was poison, cursing myself for a weakling. There were flights from city to country and back. As my wife and I sought an escape, then came the night when the uh, physical and mental torture was so hellish, I feared I would have been. I feared I would have burst through the open window. Sash and all. Somehow I managed to drag my mattress to a lower floor, but I suddenly leaped. Doctor came with a heavy sedative. Next day, found me drinking both gin and sedative. This combination soon landed me on the rocks. People feared for my sanity. So did I. I would eat little or nothing when drinking and I was 40 pounds underweight. My brother-in-law is a physician. Well, what I'm hearing there is that, you know, how many times do we think of suicide? know, and it just, if you're drinking, you're on Saturday, it's doing both, it's doing doing double double downage for you, because, you know, they're both depressants, and that was the thing about, you know, Bill, it's like, he had a good wife, he had a good good career, but you can see the alcohol is just take it. Oh, it'd be, it's just like standing in a room and somebody comes and just pulls the rug out from under you. You know, it's, it's like, you yeah, know, you're going to go down, it's just the way it is. Anyway, so... My brother-in-law is a physician. And through the sick and through the kindness and that of my mother, I was placed in a nationally known hospital from the mental and physical rehabilitation of alcoholics. Under the so-called belladonna treatment, my brain cleared, hydrotherapy and mild exercise helped me much. Best of all, I met a kind doctor who explained that, though certainly selfish and foolish, I had been seriously ill, bodily and mentally. It relieved me somewhat to learn that my, that in alcoholics, the will is amazingly weakened when it comes to combating, combating liquor. Though it often remains strong in other respects, my incredible behavior in the face of a uh, desperate desire to stop was explained. Understanding myself now, I fared, I fared forth in high hope. For three or four months the goose the goose hung high. I went to town regularly and even made a little money. Surely this was the answer self knowledge. But it was not. For the rightful day came when I drank once more. The curve of my declining moral and bodily health fell off like a ski jump. After a time I returned to the hospital, that was, that was the finish, the curtain, it seemed to me. My weary, and despairing, my weary and despairing wife was informed that it would all end with a heart failure. During delirium tremors, or when I would just develop a wet brain, perhaps within a year. She would have soon have to give me over to the uh, undertaker or the asylum. This did not. This did not need to tell me. They did not need to tell me. I knew. and almost welcomed the idea. It was devastating blow to my to my pride. I who had thought so well of myself and my abilities of my. Capacity to, sur- to surmount obstacles was cornered at last. Now I was to plunge into the dark, joining endless procession of sots who had gone on before. I thought of my poor wife. There had been much happiness after all. What would I not give to make amends? But that was over now. No words can tell of a loneliness and despair I found in the bitter warmth mor- of self-pity. Quickened, stretched around, quicksand stretched around—quicksand stretched around me in all directions. And I had met my match. I had overwhelmed. I had been overwhelmed. Alcohol was my master. Struggling, I stopped. I stepped from the hospital, a broken man. Fears sobered for a bit, then came the indecision, insidious, insidious, insanity of that first drink, and on Armistice Day 1934, I was off again, everyone became resigned to the certainty that I would have to be shut up somewhere, or would stumble along to a miserable end. How dark it is before they dawn. In reality, that was the beginning of my last debacle. And I was soon to be catapulted into what I like to be called the fourth dimension of, of existence. I was to know happiness, peace, and, mel- and usefulness in a way of my life that is incredibly more and wonderful as time passes. Near the end of that bleak November, I sat drinking in my kitchen. With a certain satisfaction, I reflected there was enough gin concealed about the house to carry me through that night and the next day. My wife was at work. I wondered whether I dared hide a uh, full bottle of gin near the head of our bed. I would eat it before daylight. My running was interrupted by the uh, telephone or my musing was interrupted by the telephone. The cheery voice of an old-school friend asked if he thought... thought he could come over. He was sober. It was years since I had could go remembering him coming to New York in that condition. I was amazed. Rumor had it that he had been committed for alcoholic insanity. I wondered how he had escaped. Of course he would have dinner. He would have dinner. Then I would could drink openly with him, unmindful of his welfare. I thought only of recapturing the spirit of other days. There was that time we had ch- chartered an airplane to complete a jag. His coming. His coming was an oasis to this dreary desert of futility. The very thing in Oasis. Drinkers are like that. All right. Well, I'm going to mark here and we're going to keep reading this next time. Probably like Thursday or so. Uh, you know, he. Uh, it's pretty amazing how. It's pretty amazing how we just continuously as alcoholics. All we're con- all, we, all we're concerned about is how much gin we have, or how much, how we focus on that. And uh, you know, it, it's it's a good thing everyone over there because every every served the purpose of what many many people have come into my life as tried to get me to uh, you know help me get sober. And that's what was going on. And, uh, anyways, so we'll come back to that. You know, the chapter about Bill. And um, if nobody else has told you the availability today. I do. And please, uh, please consider uh, uh, giving us a good mark. And um, I appreciate it. Thanks.